0: Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Becky Cannon, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Welcome to Straight Up Small Business. On the podcast today, I interview Marissa Mills, who is a lady of many talents and many businesses. Marissa is a graphic designer and photographer and has also had experience in social media management, events management, website management and marketing over the years. One of her most recent endeavors is the invention of a modern day shopping cart called the Joy Roller Cart. You know those shopping carts that nannas are known to wheel around the shops? They're a bit naff. Well, it's one of those except modernized and such a cool aversion. I ordered mine this week and cannot wait to use it at farmer's markets as well as at the grocery store and I might even wheel it down to Saturday Sport with the children. And it's going to take pride of place in the foyer of my house because it's beautiful to look at in its mustard color that I ordered. I love sustainable and functional products like this. Whilst I'm a great bookkeeper, I do not have a creative brain cell or bone in my body. So I really have no clue as to how someone takes their bright idea for an invention to the design and then the manufacturing stage. So I invited Marissa on the podcast to take us through her journey, which, as you will learn when you listen, has been seven years in the making. To see a journey as long as that out, you need to be very clear on your vision and back yourself along the way. And I'm sure exhibit grit and resilience when things don't seem to be working out. Marissa's other businesses at the moment include Creative Mills, which is a photography, videography, and sound design business, and Marissa Mills Fine Art Prints, which brings Marissa's incredible photographs to life in made-to-order prints, which you can get framed. If you're listening to the podcast and wondering whether you should start a business or not, I think you will find Marissa very inspiring. She's currently running three businesses, which, as you can imagine, involves three websites, three social media accounts, three different workflows, and so on. It's a lot. But with synergies between all three, she makes it work and enjoys a work life of no dull moments, I'm sure. Let's get into this great conversation now. Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, Marissa Mills. I am so pleased that you are joining me today as my interview guest. Hi, Beck. It's so good to be here. I love seeing your face. So today I want to talk about your many businesses because you have quite a few and they are all amazing. I see you as a creative genius. Can you please take us through them all and tell me, are you addicted to business? Is that why you, you start so many and how do you manage them?
1: I think I do have a problem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I just enjoy the process of building something from scratch and it's creative and you get to just see it through and work on it and grow it. Um, So, yes, I do have three um, businesses. Joy Roller, which is just launched pre-order, which is kind of a, a shopping cart, if you want to call it that. It has many names, but like just think more of a modern shopping cart, So if you're an inner city dweller, you can just roll up to the shops and also um, we just want to create products that can be used every day and are great for the environment and last a long time. And then I've got the Creative Mills, which is a photography business, also graphic design. That's kind of my wheelhouse is creative. And then also I um, recently launched Fine Art Prints. So I just had like a lot of images that I'm like, they're so nice, like Maybe other people would like to have them in their home as well. So I wanted to showcase them and to be able to have people buy them for their walls. So that's how that all began.
0: Wow. For anyone that isn't familiar with Marissa Mills, I do encourage you to check the show notes and have a look at these amazing businesses. The websites are so beautiful. I was um, just indulging last night and I actually Purchased a joy roller cart. I bought the mustard one. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I'm not an inner city dweller, but I'm a market goer, and I can just see myself running around all the markets in this area with my joy roller. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's start with joy roller. It's currently in the pre-launch phase. Uh, you'll be shipping them in June, I believe. It's been a long journey, from what I understand. Can you take us through that journey? from the bright idea that you had, I suspect, many years ago or a few years ago to now where you're about to ship these amazing carts to your customers?
1: It definitely has been a longer journey than I had hoped, but I would say the idea started about seven years ago when I lived in Glebe, in a city living. I used to want to go to the shops and I'd be hauling all my stuff back and I'd kind of look over at some of the carts that I'd see in the wild and i just couldn't quite bring myself to use them I just felt like they weren't made for the younger generation or for fashion conscious kind of people and also they didn't have any replaceable parts or anything like that so I kind of just kept lugging everything around and put up with the painful arms or like you know the plastic bags cutting into my arms and things like that and kind of just sat on it it wasn't the right time I also had another business at that time and then again seven years later I'd had kids, the boys were out of the pram, I think they were two to three years old and I just really missed having a place to put all my stuff. We lived close to the shops. I also worked a nice kind of walk so I'd find that I had a lot of stuff to take to work like my laptop, my cameras, I'd have my gym gear and I'd often want to grab some things from the shop on the way home. So that's kind of where it kind of popped up again. And I did do a lot of research on Google. I went on Pinterest, on Instagram, kind of just searching around for a modern-looking cart that I felt like matched my personality and that I'd feel confident walking down the street with it. And I just couldn't find anything. So I kind of said to Alex, who is co-founder, my partner, he's my husband, sorry, I said, is this crazy but what about this? Like, I, You know, I've talked about it before. Um, I just got out of a business, I had time to think and I was kind of brainstorming ideas and if I came to a dead end or I saw so many competitors, I'd kind of be like, oh, I don't know or if it felt like it wasn't my my thing, like I looked at skin and I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm passionate about so I don't really like the thought of not doing something that I'm passionate about. So I felt like that was a driver for me. I needed to be excited and be able to see how I can do something better so figured out that yeah let's do a cart and I told my brother about it and they were down in an antique shop and came across this vintage cart and they sent me a photo and said is this what you're talking about Um, because I'd seen the vintage ones around but they're quite hard to come by and I really liked the shape of them and how they were designed and how they functioned they were made to stay in your home and Um, not be hit under a bed or hit in a corner. They will kind of like took pride in your house. So we kind of wanted it to be like that, like a piece of furniture. And you could use it more regularly if it's there kind of saying, use me or like, you know, get walking. It was kind of to get people out and shop local. So Alex is very good at researching. He found some industrial designers on Instagram because we realized we, we didn't have a clue where to start draw. Like Alex did really good sketches of what we were after and how we could change things. But we didn't know how to get that manufactured or where to start. So yeah, we found the guys that did um, Husky Cup and contacted them. And we went and had a meeting with them. They kind of interviewed us as well, like to see if there was a market fit. So they went and did their own research and said, you're right, there is definitely a market there that no one's talking to. You know, with all the cities, people want walking cities or bike riding cities. You need people to be more active so we don't have obesity problems. You want people to be eating better. So they came back with three concepts. And our first prototype was a small fortune. It was made in Australia, which we would have loved everything to be made here, but it's just not viable. It's like a cost of a small car. And it was a proof of concept and it just wasn't strong enough. So then we had to change the design. So it is definitely an evolving kind of thing creating from scratch. They did laugh at me when they said, well, when I said, so would we have a product in six months? And he said, oh, probably 12, 12 months. And I was like, okay, that's longer than I thought, but I could deal with that so i actually started instagram i had a look today i started it january 2020 and i thought that we would have had a product 12 months later little did i know that would not be happening so once we got the cart design done we kind of had to move on to look at manufacturing and the bag so the bag became a whole other product by itself again we jumped on instagram searched around and found some bag designers in melbourne They have been a godsend. So I feel like working with people that know things that you don't know (laughs) is great. I'm not sure we would be even here without them. So they have really been a game changer. They um, sourced the fabrics. They gave us the fabric options. So we, we did a scale of cost versus what's good for the environment and what's viable. It's just a lot of testing. Like we get prototypes, take it out shop with it use it wet it leave it around the house and see what happens
0: going back to your idea and the design that's what i love about this product is we have a space problem in our house there's nowhere to put all the things we have and my husband's like stop buying things like we don't need any more stuff and with buying the joy roller I'm like he will be fine with it because I'm going to put it at our front door and absolutely it's a we'll have pride of place and it will inspire me to use it and I love that it's going to upgrade our cool level in the house and I think obviously it's been coming out of your conversation is sustainability is really important to you and I in recent years have gone very much down this I don't know if you call something so positive a rabbit hole, but the sustainability rabbit hole. And it's so in- important to me. Um, so I love buying things and aligning with businesses who also have the same values. And I have other clients who have tried to manufacture in Australia and have the same issue. It's just so expensive and and such a shame, isn't it, that we, <laughs> that we can't do it here. And that's why I'm so interested to hear your story because – I've never had a good idea for a product myself, like not even one, not even half an idea because I'm not a creative. But I, I said to you just before we started the chat, even if I had an idea, I really don't know what I'd do with it. I, and would I just go Google, how do I, maybe I could put it in chat GPT these days, but a few years ago, I, you know, there would be nowhere to start. And so I am really interested in your journey and how long it's taken and all the prototype testing that you've had to do yeah, to bring this idea to life, it's, it's a team effort and that team, you don't even know at the beginning who the, who they're going to be. You just have your ideas. So super interesting journey. So you've done the testing, settled on your good environmentally friendly bag <laughs> and design. So then you gave it a big tick, did you, and said, let's go to manufacture?
1: Oh, yeah, no, if only it was that easy. You know, how we wanted our design it was probably the hardest way we could have done it. So just because we wanted it, the bag to be structured, whether it was full or not full, it kind of looks always neat. So that has caused some dramas. And we wanted it to be strong so you can put stuff on top of the lid as well. And the lid can also be held up. So when you're packing and unpacking, it's easy, easy to use. So functionality is pretty important. So that kind of was the painful part was just getting the bag right because the bag became its whole other product in itself. It was originally meant to be way more simple. So once we realized that is a product in itself, um, we just wanted to get that part right. So that has been what's taken the most amount of time. Also, this is kind of proof of concept to get this product out into the market and make sure that it is what people are after, get feedback, and then we can obviously make changes. So we've realized done is better than perfect sometimes. Like there's never gonna be a perfect product. You wanna always be changing and making it better, taking feedback, Um, but you've got to get it out into the hands of other people first. I can be a perfectionist and um, that can be a problem sometimes. I've, you know, had to let go of a few little things here and there, you know, we got the package designed. Our packaging was designed by a guy in New Zealand who's amazing. He calls himself a packaging engineer because we wanted the boxes like a shipping box and also a nice unboxing experience. So that was important to us as well. So after kind of finalizing the design and getting the prototypes, we're happy with the prototypes. It was time to go into manufacturing finally. Hallelujah. That was a, bit, a very exciting, big step. Um, so luckily our bag designers... Have a man on the ground and he looks after all the manufacturing side in china during our process covid happened so we haven't been able to get to china which is a shame because we would have really liked to have been there it would have been probably a lot quicker to um, nut things out but we've had to do things across skype and kind of take lots of photos and videos and make notes so lucky daniel's on the ground over there looking over everything, doing all the QC and making sure everything's exactly how it needs to be. And we've had to make sure that, you know, we're checking all the details because there was a, you know something put in the box and we're like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to sit. Can we please amend that? So it's just like looking over everything when we can't be there. So yeah, we can't wait to actually get over to the factories
0: So for anyone looking to start a product and manufacture it like the process you've just gone through as opposed to just sourcing goods and then reselling someone else's product, what advice could you give having been through this from seven years ago when you had had the idea to three years ago where you really started designing and looking to get this product ready to sell?
1: I would say everything takes longer than you think and it definitely costs more than you think. (laughs) and work with people if you don't know what to do work with people that know what to do but also stick to your own gut intuition if you're you're positive you want something to be a certain way like go in hard for yourself and say no no I really want it this way because I think it's going to work and don't just trust because they're an expert that they have tried everything as well we've done a few things where well mainly Alex has come up with a few things that actually worked really well which our designers maybe didn't agree with. So I think he stuck to his guns and we got to a solution faster than um, just kind of saying, okay, that can't be done. Okay, we won't do that. I did look on Alibaba to start with and kind of search on there. I just was like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. And those type of places are definitely made for people that just want to find a product, put their branding on it, and ship it out pretty quickly. So if you are after that, that's an easier, cheaper option. You just don't really own that design as much. So you'll see it out in someone else's shop. So that's just the bonus of doing something from scratch is you feel like you made it, you own it.
0: So cool. Well, congratulations that you got to this point. It's been a long journey. I know a shoe designer. I know a bra designer. I know... um well, a leather designer, he's doing it himself in in Queensland. But yeah, there's so much passion and commitment that goes into bringing your vision to life. And if you're not someone who is willing to go the journey, then you probably would have given up in your case six years ago. So um, amazing that you got here and I wish you all the best of luck with Joy Roller. I think it's a wonderful product. My mum has one of those granny carts, you know, I don't know where it's from, but it's quite hideous. It just sits in the back of her car. So I can't wait to show her my snazzy new new one when it comes out and and get everyone on board. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Creative Meals, because this is a newish venture of yours where you combine your graphic design skills and photography. And I've seen, well, the reason this is of interest to me, because I see you photographing things around um, Byron and the Tweed area. It's so wonderful. How do you find the time to be doing Joy Roller and Creative Meals and, and your other business, which we'll talk about shortly? Or do, do they all just work together nicely?
1: I feel like they work quite nicely together. They're all the things I love doing. So I feel like I have a lot of energy for it. It's exciting. It's it's the things I love doing. Graphic design, photography, getting outside, shooting. I love all that. I love doing webs, websites, doing social media, even though sometimes I'm like three accounts, it's a little bit much. <laughs> Always thinking, well, that could be a social media post or content. So I just thought, Obviously, we moved, up here, we moved up here from Sydney to northern New South Wales. Um, so I just wanted to really take time into things I love doing. So I just thought, why not start um, the creative mills and take on some freelance work?
0: And so how, for anyone listening who might be looking at the same sort of career path or entrepreneurial journey in graphic design or photography like you, have you leveraged your prior connections in the industry or have you sort of had to put yourself out there from scratch and trying to procure work as a new person in the market, in the industry? And how have you found that?
1: I feel like it has been a little bit like I'm in a new market. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I do have contacts from before when I previously worked, and I've always kept in contact with people. So I have done some work with some people that I've worked with in previous jobs, whether or not that was 10 years ago or five years ago or I think it's always nice to stay in touch. So that has definitely helped. But at the same time, I've also started reaching out to more local businesses and taking on opportunities around here and kind of introducing myself. Also just started a little catch up for um, local businesses around this area because there's so many of us just sitting at home, kind of working from home with not much of a team. So I think it's a really nice way to connect with other people people in business, women in business, actually, particularly.
0: Cool. Well, I I look forward to seeing more of your photography on the social media sites that I frequent. And yeah, congratulations. It looks really amazing. So lastly, just because you're not busy enough, you've got another business, which is your beautiful fine art print business. I think you briefly touched on at the beginning, but what made you start this up when you're already doing Joy Roller, when you've already got the creative mills and you just thought, why not just throw another venture in there? Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you did, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, what made you think, oh, I'll just yeah keep going and keep creating?
1: It's kind of a uh, passion project. It's something I've wanted to do for years. I've never really had the time or made the time. I feel like when we moved up here, I just found some time And I was slightly frustrated with how slow Joy Roller was going. So I think it was me (laughs) trying to take some control over something that I could just um, get up and running on my own. I kind of got all the images done and got the website built and kind of felt like the control was in my hands. So that's how I kind of managed to get that up. And I also found a place that can print on demand, so it's not. I don't have to have stock. I didn't want to hold stock, and I just want to print as needed. So that was a game changer for me in doing the business. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't do it.
0: And that's great from a sustainability perspective as well. That you're not printing things that, yeah, are just sitting sitting there, which I think is a really good good idea. I've got um, my eye on one of the pandanus prints. I've just got to free up a wall for it. So yeah, make sure you check out Marissa's beautiful work uh, if you're listening. All right, well, I'm going to close this out now with just a final question. You've been in business many years, various things, even businesses that we haven't spoken about today from your Sydney life. Are there any other epiphanies that you've had over the years that you think might be beneficial to share with listeners who are in the early stages of business or perhaps at a crossroads in their business life I feel like you must have some wisdom there and yeah is there anything you'd be willing to share
1: I think it's just do things you're passionate about because I feel like the passion comes out you know I often go to niche things that's just how I seem to go Um, and I think it is because you know if I'm passionate about it then you're probably going to find people that are super passionate about things as well so I find that That will keep the flame burning when you've been in the business for a couple of years and you might have a few hard moments. Um, I think if you're still passionate about things and strive for, um, the reason you got into the business, I think that is important and it's not always about the money, you obviously need to make money. So you have a business, but I feel like if you go into it just to make money, I think you could get over it. Once you have to jump a few hurdles and go through the hard things. I do like Excel sheet spec. I had to learn that. You know, I do like looking at numbers now, even though that's not my strong point. But, you know, you can't ignore your numbers. Even as a creative, I used to just go, that's not my thing. That's not the best way to be. So starting this business, we were like, we've got all of our numbers down and we know kind of where we sit with everything and where we can do better. And yeah, we did look at the business to see if it was viable to start with. And then look at other products as well that can offset some of the, um, the products that don't make as much of a margin. I think going into a brand with a really clear vision of what you stand for and the look you want, that's helpful as well. You're not going with trends. You kind of just stick in your lane.
0: Such good advice. I think I had a really hard moment this week, early in the week. Uh, someone who you'll find out in due course, everyone listening uh, in my business has uh, decided to take a different career path and I got off the phone and I cried a river. I'm just so sad, but... Um, and I was saying to my husband then, I'm like, it's too hard. Business is too hard. I can't do it. And, you know, within two hours, though, I'm like, who, who am I kidding? Like, this is a hard moment, but I absolutely love my business. I'm here for a bigger purpose than just the comfort zone that I, I'm in every now and then. Mostly I'm not in it. So, yeah, it's so important to be passionate about things. You could apply that scenario to anything in business. When it gets hard, you'll just want to leave if you're not there for the right reasons. So great advice. And I'm interested that you combined the word Excel and Sheets because it's got me wondering, are you in love with Excel or is it Google Sheets?
1: Oh no, it's probably using Sheets. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, The cheaters version.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. But all of our creative clients love Google. We, we use Excel, but we put things in Google just for them. So I was interested that you um, made a hybrid version. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Thank you so much. I I usually ask my guests, what are they up to next? But I suspect you're up to many things with all these businesses. But with the sending out of Joy Roller next month, that's probably taking up a lot of your time. Is there anything we haven't covered that you're up to at the moment or next?
1: Well, we are off to Melbourne in two weeks to the big design market. So um, if you're in Melbourne, come on down. You can see uh, the Joy Roller carts in real life. Woohoo! First time. Um, So that's a bit exciting
0: so we'd love to meet you amazing go check out joe roller in melbourne if you're around we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well thank you so much for your time and for sharing your journey which has been a long one in bringing your business to life and your other businesses too i so appreciate you sharing this with us today Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straightup_bookkeeping. underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, bookkeeping at real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.